0: Hello, Mike. How you going, sir? How you doing, brother? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. How
1: are you? I can't complain, man. Maintaining. Um, I want to give people like the proper introduction when they come on the Van Box, cause you know we do everything real here. Um, if people don't know, this is Michael Stover. He has the Low podcast with a pro class. A lot of indie unsound unsigned talent that you know hasn't been heard on the mainstream market and um his podcast is really big and uh, i want to give you the platform right now uh mike to kind of get that uh over to people so they know more about what your podcast is and how uh the artists can get in touch with you
0: well, it's pretty simple, really. Um, the show itself was developed and made to be a support to music artists because COVID nineteen has really hurt everybody in some way, shape, or form. So I wanted to create something that was a benefit and a contribution to them to help them keep the ball rolling, attract new fans, you know, please the, fir- the current fan base. Just do whatever I could to really help them out, and you you really get amazed by the. By the amount of good music and artists that are out there that you don't hear on the mainstream media so it's actually a lot of fun
1: yeah i agree um every time i go on youtube i end up finding a new artist and i'm like i never heard this person before so when i, when I hear it, i'm like wow why don't we hear this on a regular tv station or a regular radio station because there are really good artists out there that nobody ever heard of before yeah. and uh usually when i put stuff on my playlist they're like Oh, who's this? I'm like, this is this so-and-so. You ever heard it before? No, nah, I never heard I said, so, man, you got to hear their music. But that's good that you have that type of platform for them to get out there because uh, in, in my opinion, music is suffering. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not like, you know, yeah, you know, it's not like how it used to be with like the, there were music that made you feel good, made you feel mad, you know, some type of way, whatever. But it was yeah. always something music you can relate to. And you had real artists who actually was real dedicated to what they were putting out and, you know, how they uh, how they uh, look in front of the public. You know, now it's, it's a whole nother sprint, bro.
0: Yeah, it's a different it's definitely a different uh, playing field now. A lot more of these artists now, they're realizing that a lot of the work that gets done from a major label, they could do it themselves. So those artists right. are called DIY. So those guys, I mean, they they take on a lot more, but they don't they don't have the obligation to have to really answer to anybody. So that is a benefit to it, but it's also, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a hindrance or a setback because a major label
1: has a big reach, but that's really the only difference. Right. right. And, and I mean, now I, I listen to more independent artists, more than I do mainstream art because mainstream it's just, it's the same stuff. And like it, I can't listen to it every day yeah so like i like the the indie art because you get something fresh you get a good story i'm really big on stories that that usually gets me with the the music if i connect with that because i listen to the words and the story you know yeah now i think that it's missing that element now because you know even with bands now man like uh, back then we used to have so many bands coming out and uh me and my friends usually joke around and be like I hey, remember every Tuesday we used to go and buy the DVDs and the CDs and stuff like that of these bands. We used to even buy, watch like the live box sets, you know, right. just because these bands were good. They were all bands, you know. Now it's like you can barely find anybody that's even that good remotely that you go and buy a CD nowadays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny. One of my artists uh, that was on my show, we talked about that and I always try to encourage every, all my listeners and people that I know to go buy a CD because there's a lot of hard work that goes into those things. And if you flash back, say, like late '99, maybe even '98, you know, the, the biggest ordeal was Napster when you had the illegal downloading. And that was going on right. for a long time. And people made that the new norm for that time. Now, you know, flash forward to where we're at now. Now we got all these these streaming apps and shows that you can get right off your phone. And these poor artists, you know, they grant permission to get checked out. But people figure, hey, I could just like them on Spotify or Pandora. I don't need to buy the CD. And I'm like, I don't think people quite understand how this works here. (laughs) They're not making money. (laughs) They're not making any money using those apps. They're just getting noticed and heard. The money comes from the CDs they make, the T-shirts, the merchandise, you know?
1: And that's why I try to convey to you because it was like uh, one of the biggest girl groups back then was uh, TLC. Oh, yeah. And as, as popular as great as they are and they it was back then like they wasn't making any money like uh you know left eye went and, and broke it down to where you could see where they were getting pretty much robbed you yeah. know for what they were doing they paying on the dime for nothing you know and like a lot of these people now they see the the videos the glam and everything and they're like oh I gotta get that I gotta get signed." it's like it's, it's not like what you think it is because there's a whole other process that some of these people ain't aware of. So when they get into these these businesses or these groups or these uh record labels or whatever like that, it it, it messes their, their whole psyche because what they went in there with ain't usually what you are gonna come out with, you know. Right, right.
0: Well that's what people tend to forget is like what you see in a video, that's entertainment. That's that's eye candy. That's most of the time a music video was supposed to pertain and relate to the song itself. And like you exactly like you said, you know, a lot of music these days a lot of them don't tell stories. You, you find a lot of good storytellers still in country music. You know, you'll, you'll find some really good stories in there that'll tug at the heartstrings, which is good. You know, but in other places, though, it's it's not so much. But nowadays, you look at a music video and a song, and you sit back and look at it, and you're like, "What in the hell am I listening to?"
1: Exactly. Don't exactly. worry, Cardi B. We're and, not well, you know, I, you know what? As 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 crazy goofy as that woman is, uh, I actually kind of have a little soft spot for her, man. I don't know, maybe it's the, I don't know, maybe because she just has a uh, a comfortability with herself, and I was like, for it, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a laugh too, even though it's music, she can still give you a little bit of comedy too. You know what I mean? And, and I think that alone is the reason why people really gravitate to her besides the other stuff that she was known for, but like now it's like the new people that have actually seen her, they don't even know about her past life, it's like this woman is freaking funny. <laughs> I know, right? Whoever <laughs> thought that a um, porno
0: the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory at the same time in a music
1: video. <laughs> <laughs> I, people may, like where do they get these ideas? But like, um, now, like, it's it's now because now a lot of artists are like, even like J. Cole, which I admire is Hustle, too, because he took uh, a mainstream label and could have got signed for it, you know, and he was like, nah, I'm gonna make my music, my music, and I'm gonna get it to where I need to go and, you know, build off of that, which a lot of artists now, they're starting to be more wise and go more interpe- independent then you know going mainstream because when you go mainstream is a lot of rules and all other yeah. stuff and you know that creativity probably out the window so it's you know it's it's a seesaw thing you know and especially with the guys that i talked to from uh uh ayon and uh shadow box entertainment their artists they're they're doing more entertainment uh independent uh music which is really good um which you can find them on youtube and uh you just look up Dice Man and Roy and Roy Wright, uh Rain, uh is uh Fame Bird, and they have a whole group of these guys that um that I heard their music and I was like, Man, this is good stuff, yeah. you know, and because they have a good story, they have a uh there is a reason why they're doing it. You can tell they are passionate about what they're doing. Um I stumbled on this one artist, her name is Sabrina Claudio. I don't know if you ever heard of her, but man, her voice it's like a freaking angel, bro. I'm like, man, who is this girl? Right. You know, um, she had a song is called uh, Tell Me a Thing, Acoustic Version. Man, I was like, wow. You know what I mean? And then I haven't heard of artists like that on the acoustic side since, like, what, maybe, like, what, uh e or, you know, maybe uh, Lauren Hill or anything back then. Maybe Taylor Swift, See, she do her thing, too. Gotta give her props. But, um, when I heard it, I was like, man, this girl is amazing. Like, why is she ain't out on, a, on a, a bigger platform? She's freaking good. And uh, I feel bad for artists now because now they have to do so much hustle to get their music going because they're overshadowed by the BS, you know?
0: Yeah, but you know what? One thing I always agreed upon is that good music will break through that. You know, the, the BS only lasts so long. And the problem, too, is that the BS is a repetitive cycle. And labels are always looking for the right. next big thing. I mean, we just talked about Cardi B for a second. Megan stallion is going to take her title and push her out the way. And Megan stallion is going to be the next big thing. And I like Megan stallion. she's an amazing rap artist. I think she's great at it. I just don't want to see her fall, fall into the same path that Cardi B was in.
1: Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's pretty much where it's going, you know, and, uh, I was telling my uh, friends back that was like, man, back then, these women had to do so much stuff just to get a record deal. I was watching uh, Eve's um, uh, documentary about her life, whatever, how she got signed to Rough Riders, which she used to be rapping. And she had to go through a cipher, uh, if anybody don't know that, as a rap battle with like everybody in the Rough Riders group to get that signed contract, you know? And I was like, man, you probably couldn't even know the pressure. That she was probably feeling at this point. Now, all you gotta do is look good, gotta look decent body. You can hold a note. (laughs) All right, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, that was about it. You know, and and the the thing, the trash is just, it's, it's, me being a fan of music, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want my. Well, my honest opinion, you know, I hate it because I, I'm not getting the artists. I'm getting what they want me to have. Right. you know. And uh oh, I think it still robs the fans number one. And because uh, I went to go see Seven Dust down here in uh Baltimore nice. um in this place called uh Stage. Yeah, and man, this I saw them twice. And both times I saw them great. You know, great music, great set. You know, they were really in interacting with the people. It was awesome for me to see that because you know, Seven Dust is me one of too. my favorite bands. But um we're, exactly they're great, you know. And uh I was like, man, that to be able to just so like from high school till now, I'm still listening to Seven Dust. <laughs> So, like, uh, when I get the song live, I was like, man, this is crazy. They're right there, you know, and the music is really it, good. I'm glad
0: you um, brought them up, though, because I, it, they have a song off their, not their most recent, but the the album Before Last, and we're talking about all the BS out there, and they have a song called Not Original that was on the airways. Right. That, I love song, that song is amazing.
1: It is. It is really amazing. I love it, man. Like, that's definitely on my playlist. Right, you know, and – it looked a bit the better bands back then we had like Lincoln Park Corn, Disturbed P.O.D. Uh, Stain was real good back then and then like uh, you know System of a Down we had we had the, all the, all the we had the, the deranged ones we had the okay I gotta listen to this a couple times to get what they talking right. about type bands but then you have the ones that were like heavy like the Slipknots, the Mushroom Heads you know they were really like oh man and uh, we had all different varieties I mean now it's just it's all emo and punk. And I'm like, man, I'm just so tired of hearing about people cutting their arms. You know? Yeah, it was funny you said that
0: because uh, my last <laughs> like, guest in the show, uh, Eric Durbin, he's the lead singer for Hairbangers Ball. And we were talking about this, and he's he brought up a good point, like what's really defined as rock these days. And it's the platform and the genre, the way it's identified as rock has changed so drastically. Now it's like – um 21 Pilots and Mumford and Sons are considered rock. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not rock. Right.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you mean, I, cause like, I like the other bands too, like the Metallica's, the Cures, the, the you school? know, uh, the Pink Floyd's, Pearl Jams, you know, old school stuff too, cause you can't have the new without the old, man, you know? So, um, even then, like I told them, like they had made blues, which were, you know, <clears throat> Negroes made blues because that was the music of, they had to, you know, cure out their playing back then. But then eventually uh, rocked into hip hop where hip hop was more so of it was our expression. You know what right. was going on in the street, in the hood or whatever like that. We made our voice known like, hey, and we was we basically was trying to get the next generation to say, hey, this was our life. We don't want it right. to be your life. But somehow they took it and, and switched it around to where now it's glorified now. So the point now now they have all the extra stuff. And uh I I, I don't get with the marketing nowadays because like one one thing works okay, but now it's becoming redundant to a point where you don't really want to listen Absolutely. to this stuff anymore. So I mean and 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 even with the bands, like I've been trying to find like good bands and stuff. And thank God you gave me your link to your podcast to listen to other people and stuff like that. A really good refresher. Cause Lord knows, like <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been, you know, it's been a, it's been a adventure trying to find good bands, you know, like uh, once uh, Wayne static from static X died, And I was like, oh, man, there goes that band, you know, because that was a really good band. And that was one of my high school bands, you know. And um, I mean, now it's just that I think we usually need a refresher. And they have to let these artists be more creative and not give us that. What idealistic artists, quote unquote, because now people don't even play instruments. I mean, one last time play instruments. Like I I'll be like, "Hey, you play guitar?" "Oh, I ain't playing in like 40 years." Damn, you would man. You surprised though. There's a large
0: amount of people out there and predominantly I'm seeing it a lot. It's happening in the younger generation. You're seeing a lot of these uh child prodigies coming out the woodwork that are just picking up a guitar and just shredding the hell out of it. And it's amazing. So a lot of these artists took years right. to perfect it and here these kids are doing it in a matter of months.
1: Yeah, it's like they're they're being born know how to play the keyboard or something. Yeah. You're like, "Man, how are you doing that at fucking and, and like 4 yeah. years old?" <laughs> yeah.
0: There was this it's one crazy. little girl, I saw, was a drummer. But, I mean, and she uh challenged Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters to a drum battle. And I guess they actually did have it through oh, a man. virtual thing where she did a video and he rebutted and they went back and forth with it. And it was one of the coolest things ever.
1: Oh man, see, you know what? I think even though COVID is really like the the really downer right now for people, but in a way, it kind of it kind of got people to be able to really connect with some of these artists and their 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 superstars, you know, and celebs a little bit because now that everybody all that, I was free time. (laughs) It's like why not answer somebody back and blah blah blah. So I get it. So it's cool. But, I, I mean, I, I can't wait. this stuff. is over so we can get back to doing it. I'm dying to oh, go yeah, to a concert. Go, <laughs> I want to throw a concert
0: with this whole show that I've been doing. And I'm up here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, and there, there's a lot of good places for something like that to go on. Okay. So my goal in the future is that once all this passes, I can get in touch with a couple of the bands that's been on my show and literally be the first person to throw the first concert right. venue and get those bands there to play.
1: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Be sweet, oh, yeah. Man. It's definitely a dream. Yeah, that'd be good. good. Right, man. Yeah. Actually, you let me. I'll, I'll fly to Wisconsin for that.
0: <laughs>
1: Buddy? Get me out of Baltimore. Buddy, Kendra's crashing on the couch tonight. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> That'll work for me. he was even a whole yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel you
0: though on a lot of this, though. But, man. Um, a lot because, of the rap game uh, and the R&B, well, there's no such thing as R&B anymore. We can just accept that now. But the, the rap game's not the is same, it, man.
1: man. But, the, man, you know, I, I see a lot say. of
0: underground guys that are really good, though, yeah. I see, like, um, uh, NF, Tom McDonald, Screw, Crypt. You know, I watch a lot of these guys that are underground, and it's like oh, Mac Lethal's another one. And I watch these guys; like these guys are really good, and they're telling stories. They're play on words and the way they're using their words. Now, this is real rap, and those guys are amazing.
1: Right? right. Yeah, and 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 I guess like said my uh, the guys uh, Dice Man Roy Wright and all of them from shadow shadow box entertainment. Like if, uh, you check them out on YouTube, they got a whole list of videos and they got a couple stuff on, uh, a couple albums on uh, Spotify that uh, people can check out too, man. Really good stuff, man. Like it's, it's, uh, it's a different refresh because now like I can feel like I can be a fan of music with this stuff, you know? And, um, the, the more more I like to see very passionate people about, like, if it's playing a guitar, a keyboard, I don't care if it's a banjo. Like, if you can rock it, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can make some money. But, like, the R&B, man, like, I'm telling you, bro, I miss the R&B, bro. Because, like, it was something about R&B that helped you connect with the... The yeah. woman that you wanted, you know, or if you had to say something to her, but you couldn't say it yourself. You Use the but song to say everything, right? you know. Now everything is like, I want to have exactly, you know. What I mean, you can still get over with uh, what's oh, name yeah. Barry White and all that, man. Mar- you know, Roderick Wisely, you can still get over with him, but like now, right, Marvin Gaye, and then you put it on now, they're like, Oh, what is this? Like, you don't know about that. This is what's RB, you know, and like, uh, you know, now it's just. I want to take your clothes off, you know. I'm like, God, oh, damn it! Can we just even, you know, have a you walk know, in the park first? <laughs> you
0: know that that's a, there, there's crazy, no game in you know? something like that. Hey, I like you I think you're cute. Want to get it on? <laughs> that's a whole song right, one verse right, right there. Exactly. You
1: know, <laughs> you don't need an album <laughs> You can do a lot with that, man. Right, you know, you know, just a little bit here and there. It's great. But I, I, it's I it was a thing for us. Like we could so we could do so much with the R&B that we had. And then the R&B made you feel good. You know, what I mean, you think about that time you met that girl that you fell in love with, or at least the girl you broke up with, you know, I mean, stuff like that. It gave you that moment to kind of say, yeah, that was a good day. That was a bad day. Yeah, I just, can uh, honestly y- y-
0: say in my history, when it came to you're talking about the good old days when you're uh when you wanted to get a girl's attention before the internet, you know, you put that effort and time into making mixtapes off the uh radio wow. or using all those cassettes and having to use that double decker radio and having to record and hit pause and having to time it and everything while you have another cassette on the other side of the radio. You know, those were the days right there. When you made mixtapes for a girl, it was sometimes it could be it could be a crap tape, but it was a fact that effort and the time you took to make it. That's usually what got their attention the most. And I I can honestly say, thinking back, I think Casey and Jojo was the top of my line when it came to like when I was in my teens I wanted to send something to a girl. Mm -hmm. All my life was obviously the top one like everybody else's. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, go-to right there. You know, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I think you everybody used in wedding songs all over the place. You know, it was all on weddings yeah. and everything you back had, then. Uh, you ads know?
0: yet hard for me to say I'm sorry. That cover of Chicago, that was another
1: hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, and the, even the bands back then, you could use, you could use yeah. something with it you can use something with it, with like it can get you going and have like uh you know, a, a bigger meaning. Like, uh, I liked it. Uh, what's his name? Um, I want to take it Willie really back. It could be like, um, I go Nickelback. You know what I mean? Like that song, how you remind me is like one of my best songs that like, uh, I still listen to now, because you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little part of my life if I not put myself out there. but hey. they, they, make, they make such great music. I don't <laughs> but, understand why you know, they
0: are hated so much. I don't understand it. They make good music.
1: Right. Hey. I, right. And, like, I like them. I mean, hey, you know, if you like Puddle of Mud, you right. might as well go and like Nickelback, too. It's pretty much the same stuff, you know? And, like, like bands like Sly will never get a really good, you know, spoken of too much, you know, but that was a number of good bands that they had too. Like, we go back then, you know, taking back to Cree, you know, even though Cree was a little, pretty much a little underrated, but, you know, he had a little problem and then that band fell apart, which sucked because That's what you was a do you I was, really was at that show too.
0: the night that happened? Yeah. We didn't know oh, what was wow. going on, but they came out and the place was going nuts and Scott Stapp just kept running off stage or he had the crowd singing most of the songs or he was laying around on the stage and Mark Tremonti had to keep walking off a couple different times to find out what the hell's going on. And I'm like, this, I thought they were like a Christian <laughs> band, you know, a, a God-fearing, God-loving band. I mean, I really thought they worked. it, it seems so much like it. And I, then they say, oh, he's drunk yeah. as shit on stage. It's like... Wait what? <laughs> Drunk on
1: what? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, that must have been a sight, though, man. Like, uh, you you go to, to see your favorite band, <laughs> and then you get there. And he's, like, had a little one too many right before you guys got there. And then now he's, like, now it's kicking in. he
0: can't handle his (laughs) liquor. But, you know, I've been to – and I've been privileged to say I've seen a lot of my favorite bands and concerts. Because I'm originally from Chicago, but I live in Green Bay now. And they used to have Q101 radio down there. And they used to have these events, like Twisted 7, Twisted 8, Twisted 9, and each number – for the event, that's how many bands have. And at Twisted Seven, they opened with Disturbed. This is right when Down with the Sickness was getting really, really hot, and he came out on the oh. gurney. And the street. dude, it was it was nuts. I mean, they were there. Oh, yeah, the yeah. offspring was there. Uh, God they, they had such a oh, so was they they there. They, they had yeah. such a heavy lineup. And then two years later, at Twisted Nine, Disturbed yeah. headlined the show. And what made it cooler, too, was that our seats were right um, near the floor across from the stage where all the stage equipment was and, and the chairs and things like that. And we saw the lead singer from three doors down just a couple great. feet from us. And I yelled loud as shit, just threw out a name out there, thinking maybe it was him. Sure enough, it was. He turned around and climbed up there, and we were all we were getting autographs all night long. Public Enemy. Public Enemy was there. We got autographs wow. from them wow yeah i mean it it was amazing i got looking at the basis of before the event even started because nobody believed me that was him i said put a beer on it
1: (laughs) yeah see right (laughs) and that's 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 like my like my all-time favorite band right there is the stir i have yet to see them live like i've been like waiting for the next one that's a little closer to baltimore but i was like you know what I don't care if they're in DC. I'm going, but like uh, I have to see them and uh, and I have to see Corn. Uh, I haven't seen Corn yet. Like so, I they, have to see those two before 10. they retire. And <laughs>
0: that event was just—it wasn't a good event. It really wasn't because like it—it it it seemed like they were really trying too hard. You had guys like Pete Yorn on there, along with AFI, Three Eleven, Corn, and and it's like that yeah, the audio yeah. kept going out on the speaker yeah. system throughout most of the night, and people were starting to get pissed. So three eleven gets out there, and they actually saved the show. They saved oh. the event by doing this really cool drum battle between oh, everybody wow. while they fix the stuff. Yeah. Then corn comes out, place goes nuts. Corn goes away, corn's over. People start leaving, and Jane's addiction was still coming yeah. on. and Half the place was already gone. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I can dang. tell you this much. I was in the that balcony sucks. seating for the stage <laughs> on the opposite
0: side of the arena. I can tell you, those are not small guys. Those guys are tall.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, man, Well, that's like, I've I, I, I waited so long to see them. And I'm like, uh the next concert, I'm definitely going. Like, I don't care where they're at, I'm going because I haven't seen them. And then, like, they're like, my favorite band because I, I love how disturbed songs are. I like how they write, you know what I mean. And uh, his voice is amazing for that band. Yeah, I don't think they get another singer. One David songs,
0: Draymond, so. you'll never find but, uh, somebody else to replace him,
1: never, right? And you know, and then like the when they start losing, and then when bands start losing the original singers, I was like, oh, they're running yeah. my bands now because. Uh, Sometimes, get down with sometimes the other you get a nice rebirth, though. The Sometimes you, you're given like so, a, a rebirth um,
0: when you bring on somebody new. You know, you get a new sound, a new way, but they're not that different from the styles yeah, of writing. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's a rebirth, sometimes it works out, and then sometimes mm-hmm. it
1: don't. Right, yeah, and because I, I know that because Rob Zombie tried to, you know, resurrect the uh, drowning pool once their lead singer uh, died, whatever, God rest his soul, but, like, it, it was going good for a little bit, and I guess just kind of just like, yeah, this ain't happening, but, like, when bands do that, man, it's so hard to kind of give back, you know, that yeah. uh, originality and that fan base, you know to kind of draw them back into you know, what it is, because it was so good bands. We had, and they lost a couple singers, and like, oh, man, like, the guy from Killswitch Engage, when Howard left, like, the band kind of went down, so it was like, oh, that was a good band, too, uh, Killswitch Engage was, and uh, now... Um, is there a way that uh, people can find your podcast uh, yeah. online? Spotify, or Spotify is one of our or... major
0: distributors. You can look up the Stoverload podcast. It's very easy to find. You'll find our whole first season on there, and you will find the airings that we did on KRMA radio.com. Shout out to Steve Jones. That's his radio station, and he allowed us to submit all the music from our right. guests and air it live on their radio called the Stoverload Podcast Rock Block. So it was just a block full of music of different artists. That's awesome. So, yeah, you can find it on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Buzzsprout. I'm trying to get us, I'm trying to get some more distributors lined up right now, but those are the four major ones. Right now, the only social media we really use is uh, Facebook. So you can find us uh, on okay. Stoverlow Podcast or Mike Stover on Facebook. And that's so pretty really much mean- the easiest way.
1: Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, I want to make sure I got that information out. So, because I know like a couple artists that, you know, I'm going to link you up with that, uh, you know, uh, could use their voices <laughs> over there in Wisconsin, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> get a little bit of Baltimore over there, you know. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to get with you on that. But yeah, I'm definitely going to bring you on again, man, because since you have uh, a lot of knowledge with all the other bands. And uh, like I said, I might can even get you uh, a conversation with someone from uh my boys over at uh shadow box entertainment and we can all be on this podcast and just wrapping it up and uh having a good time on here so um but i do thank you mike uh it was a pleasure talking to you same um, here pleasure to meet you as well as that and um well yeah i appreciate it brother so uh band box podcast to the still for a podcast we thank you for your time as well as hey you know we can find us on spotify anchor you can find kendrick Kamari on facebook twitter instagram snapchat whenever i'm on it because i'm hardly ever on it but you can find me on there too and uh i'll have this episode with mike and mike coming back for another episode later on in the in the future and um Right, once again, bro, right, thank I thank you. I can for throw your a shout time. out real quick. Go we'll see his awesome, wrestling bro. matches Oh, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> right about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. over there at West Coast. <laughs> I
0: really don't like most of it anymore, but you're, you're yeah. one of very few
1: people I like. Oh, you know. I, I, I appreciate that a lot, man, because I, I put a lot of work in what I do. So I, I really appreciate it. when people tell me, like, "Oh man, people," are like, no, nah, man, you don't get it. Like I really appreciate it because it's a lot of hard work. Well, that'll get be a
0: topic for another. This segment. guy
1: over. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, I'm definitely bringing you All on right. talking about that. We're gonna Sounds test like your wrestling knowledge, my man. All right, but thank. you. No problem, man. Well, thank you again, Mike, and for Vampop Podcast. Peace. We see you soon. Check you later.